just a slap in the face. Like it's just adding right. the insult to injury. Yeah, like, listen, it. don't worry. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to make sure we include uh, seven <laughs> WoW tokens in the package. And... That way, that with, your, with your severance package, you can still subscribe to the game and still play. Oh, shit. Here's a couple of mounts. Uh, oh, shit, dude. Come on, bro. <laughs> Dude, I thought it was bad when I worked at a company one time and, like, the Christmas bonus was a card to, you know, like a restaurant or something. Yeah. I thought that was bad, but this is, like, a whole nother level of a slap, man. You're like, dude, just give me the money. Why would so you I... Why'd you get a gift card? Don't give me a gift card. Welcome everyone to the show and the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Simorg, and I'm joined by my returning party members. Welcome back, Lexer. What's up? <laughs> and welcome back, the Nathan Napalm. What's up, man? How's it going, everybody? So welcome back, friends. It's been a hell of a week. It always seems like I feel like we started this off and we were we were in there chatting <laughs> and we were chatting in our channel before we got started. And it was like, man, what a week. I know. I feel like we're saying this every time we start these things. It's like, it's been a hell of a week y'all. And before we get dug in too deep to this episode, which we do have quite a good number of things to talk about today. Um, I want to give a shout out to all the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. Thanks for keeping this party's bags packed, provisions stocked. And, uh, you know, for all the adventures we have on the show here. Um, speaking of looking for more, we are always looking for more to join this podcast. So if you're interested, shoot me a DM on Discord, uh, which you can join discord.gg forward slash Simorg, S-I-M-U-R-G-H. You can also uh, hit us up on Twitter at the LFM show or drop us a call at 1-539-664-6801. And uh, yeah, we've also got an email. You can do the LFM show at gmail.com and the, the grunts will get that to us and they're good and ready um gentlemen the hell i will oh you're a grunt <laughs> wait a second to... Who you talk to. Oh, i was like i was like man i feel like i could i could work a paladin angle here and make this work in my benefit somehow but no i'll leave it alone <laughs> oh, i said grunt not a part of the female anatomy <laughs> listen okay i'm a bright shining star and i know it dan you smell like fish no <laughs> listen man hiding all them barrels <gasps> Barrels. Somehow a barrel and fish reference really works. <laughs> Not for me, but for talking shit to somebody. I don't know, man. You ever played Divinity Original Sin? Did you ever play Original oh, yeah. Sin 2? The yep. fish barrels, dude, are plentiful in that game, man. Yeah. I'm true. telling you, they really are. So, is it, yo, what up? Is isn't, isn't there even a joke where you have to hide in a barrel in one of those? <laughs> yes. And you come out smelling like fish, yeah. Yep, there is actually. Yeah. It's a thing. Yo, man, we got some stuff and things to talk about. A few I'm actually like really excited about. We're we're sitting on the Elder Scrolls Online channel. We'll be talking about part of it at some point, and we'll probably bounce around as we usually do. Um, but yeah, man. So the past week has been kind of nuts. What have been your highlights before we dig into the news? Anything really cool to talk about or share that you all have been working on or been involved in? I'll let Nathan go first. <laughs> Uh, so since I'm usually under less NDA than Lexer, uh, <laughs> All right. uh, so I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3 again, uh, nice. I started a new campaign, wanted to try out the newest patch, uh, try out the Druid, who is freaking awesome, by the way, the oh. Druid is so sick. 
Um, just realized, went back to my Steam page um, last night and looked, and I'm over 100 hours into a freaking early access. Wow. Chat, you know, Act 1 only of Baldur's Gate 3. Damn. So, um, you know, I'm really excited about that game, but man, it still has a lot of technical problems right now. Is it know? really? Yeah, you know, and the, it's all stuff that you can just kind of get past, but, like, uh, music will just stop playing or the sound effect won't work. Remember that. Uh, I, I got to this really cool scene that I hadn't seen before, and it was so epic and so cool, man. It was just the scene was ruined because Aww. there was no sound effects. So, like, I don't want to give anything away, Damn. but there was a massive creature, and it was obvious, like, ripping trees up and stuff. You know, like, obviously there should be some sounds here, not dead silent. Yeah. Like pucker up, princess. Like, oh, what's happening <laughs> yeah. now? And there's still a lot of that. So I still advise, even though Baldur's Gate 3 Early Access has a ton of content in it, I still advise that if you really want a pure experience, just wait. Just let them fix all this stuff. Just wait for it. Yeah, I know people that's already bought it because they wanted to pre-order it. I and did. it's just sitting there. They haven't even opened oh, it because really? they want to wait. Yeah. yeah, I checked it out. I felt like it had a pretty good number of bugs, too, though. And it's like the sound had been it's, going out and stuff like that. So It's better, but you're still going to run into some really wonky stuff, especially the more creative you are. You know, like swapped out a potion with some goblins uh, that was looked like a potion. But it actually was poison. Swapped it out with them. They drank it. They died. Um, but it caused some, like, after effects because, like, the game isn't really... <laughs> It like allows you the freedom, mm-hmm. but sometimes it breaks the game. <laughs> so it's it's still good fun though for me. Yeah, nice man. You can't you can't code for every contingency, yeah. so something's bound to happen. Exactly. Yeah, they were. De- I feel like they were definitely like you know. Cause I remember they kind of delayed the early access for a little bit there, and they finally got it out, and it was like I kind of did feel like maybe it was rushed a little bit to meet the deadline or something. It feels but... like a. It feels like a an alpha or a maybe a beta yeah someone someone in a suit so thought it would be a good idea to release it now and lo and behold the business guy's an idiot so what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. yeah i i think that i think that studio larian i got a lot of respect for him we're just having the original sin i think they're awesome but they they're they're like not professional (laughs) and i think that's part (laughs) of their charm that's like part of their charm like they were just too excited to wait any longer you know what i mean they're like yeah, yeah, it's broken as hell. It's crazy, but it's so much fun. Screw it. Let everybody play it, and we'll find I more can, bugs I can relate faster. to that feeling. I yeah, do with it no. every freaking day. Yeah, and the way they do their live streams, have you guys ever watched their panels from hell? No. They're completely outrageous, dude. Like a, a real <laughs> cow tied up that they try to, uh, they try to like live turn it into like a, a druid and like everybody's all cosplayed and the cameras are breaking and the mics are falling down and it's just it's so bovine just... bondage is a thing <laughs> on those trees, huh? it feels like that D guy that that dm uh, who's just tries to take it way too far and you're like bro you're like, we're, yeah. we're cool throwing dice and you tell us what's happening dude tie me up <laughs> and try to offer me off as a sacrifice in real life we got it we got a different thing going on here <laughs> Oh man, dude. So yeah, dude, I've been, I've been, dude, uh, I don't know what to say, man. I've been, uh, I've been enjoying Elder Scrolls online again. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm, I, I said what, like last time or time before, like I was going to give it an honest shot, try to look at like the stuff that you deal with, with a game, try to take it for what it is. I've been doing that. 
you know i've had some issues in battlegrounds and feel it's a little frustrating and i don't think i'm alone i think i don't i don't know i think it might be add-on related but over overall i'm uh when i looked back to about a year ago and i was like pretty frustrated with it and i kind of was like ah, i can't you know whatever you know it triggered me a bit and like update 25 and all that jazz like man i'm looking at it now and like i still hate the cash shop so much dude trick that will always drive me nuts because of the crate situation but um i'm liking the champion trees dude i i really am like they feel so damn useful like i actually want to grind champion points i hate that i'm i hate i hated champion points for so long dude i was like these don't have a point I'd rather have the veteran rank system and all that. I feel like I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, but man, I'm, I've been enjoying it, dude. I really have. I was doing it more just like, you know, super chill and like, whatever. I'll jump on there once a week, hang out with some homies and stuff, played it like that. But man, like I'm actually getting into the CP tree. Now I'm also feeling like, damn, part of me's going really wish I had played a little more. So I'd have more, more CP cause it's like 3,600. And if you're yeah. doing CP serial, you know, you better have that shit. Yeah. Or be up there with the rest of the, the, the big boys, right? So I do mostly know champion stuff anyway, but they've got like um they got an XP event coming up, I think on like the twenty first or something. It's the Jester's thing. And they're gonna be doing um, you know, you could get additional XP, so it's like a great time to grind and try to play catch up, I think. I'll probably be trying to take advantage of those uh those periods a bit more. Um Yeah, man um just been enjoying been enjoying that a lot and did some content around ashes did some content around saga blasphemia something we actually recently mentioned we're going to be touching on today um i actually did a, a lore video which i actually shared with you guys that i it's kind of a it's it's something a little different than what i've used used to doing but i like really enjoyed doing it and kind of just like really kind of like immersed myself in like the story part and the storytelling element and just kind of went ham and I'm pretty happy with it, man. And I'm hoping people will like it too. And it was like, it was just a lot of fun, dude. It felt like, you know, when you do something and you're like, you know, it's like, well, you, you can re reflect on this guy's like being in any, any form of a content creator. And you like, you do stuff. Cause you know, you, you kind of don't want to miss out on hitting your goalposts for the week. And you're kind of making sure you hit the things and you're touching on things. And you know, it's important to do it. It's meaningful for you to do it, to keep your community engaged and to, to keep your own momentum going, working on some, some projects that you're doing. There's like that element of it. But then there's like those moments where you work on a piece and then you got into it and you were like, dude, I'm really thriving doing this one. Right. Mm -hmm, right. It was one of those for me. And so I'm definitely going to be doing a lot more of those. And that was just, it was a good time. It was a really good time, man. I, I loved it. Yeah. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, I also saw that Drac attack on Twitter was calling for votes to like support you. Do you guys see that? After the last episode, to support me to be the number one person for the whole annual thing that we talked about. Remember? Oh, the draft. Good the man. draft. Good man, Drac. Good man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see him. I didn't see yeah, him doing that. Yeah, awesome. dude. Yeah, it was great. He was like, "So, Samorg and Lexer support the Nathan Napalm as like you know the pick. Number one draft pick. Number one draft pick. I was like, yeah. Hey, let's, put it, let's put it this way. Despite the fact that he's a paladin, he still has my vote over everybody else. I appreciate hey, it. that's that's a big that's a big statement coming from Lexer. It is right it is to support the yeah. Paladin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so, so I don't know if you guys know this or not, but me and Drac uh, weekly on Tuesdays yeah. we stream and we he plays really? a wizard and we play different MMOs and we're about to play next week. Magic Legends comes out, so it's going to screw everything up on the day that we would normally stream. But the week after, 
Um, so not this coming Tuesday, but mm -hmm. the following, we're starting Dark Edge of Camelot, dude. What? Uh, I'm so excited because uh, <laughs> he's played it, but he's never played on my side. He always was a Hibernian, and I'm forcing him to play Albion because that's where the actual wizard is. Um, <laughs> so uh, pretty excited, man, to bring. Uh, there's a lot of people in our group that has never played it before. Nice. Uh, so pretty excited about it. Oh, yeah, man. That sounds great. I may have to reinstall that and just go under a different name. Phoenix. Phoenix server. Eight people yep. in a party, dude. Sorry. I forgot that until we were planning it. And I was like, they were like, how many people in a party? I was like, oh, it's like six or something. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I think it's more in Dark Age of Camelot. So I went and logged in real quick and I was like, dude, eight people in a party, dude. What happened to the good old days? Damn. Eight people. The partying was really a party. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bring the glow sticks. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool reflection because Ashes, you know, in Ashes of Creation, it's gonna be eight person parties too. Yeah, I love it. Nice. I, I think it's a good, good solid number. I dig it. Yeah, a lot of diversity. Yeah, because think about it, you can do two tanks, two healers, yep, and still have four DPS. Four DPS, you know, or have like a tank and like some sort of a support CC sort of person yeah, there. Or... Right, you got room for CC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it, man. Maybe I think it's uh, absolutely um, six. I think it should be the minimum. In my opinion, six is as small as it should get. That's that's squeezing it, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a little weird doing four-person dungeons in ESO. I've always felt weird about that. Yeah, it is weird. Uh, I mean, it works, but it's... Yeah, I don't know. It just. I also feel like, you know, if you lose somebody in your group for some reason, when you have a larger group, there's a little bit more wiggle room. Yeah, right? I agree. You know? Or somebody Everybody sucks. shares the load a little more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kinda so I always preferred larger raids for that reason too though, because in a large you know, like a good twenty five person raid, you know, if you like have a couple people DC, like the other twenty three, you can you can make it work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got a little yeah. bit of wiggle room. And these are like pretty common technical difficulties in the genre, right? When you're playing MMORPG, someone disconnecting and it completely not at a fault of their own or something going on with the game, because things happen, you know? Yeah. Life happens or things happen. Or you're a paladin and you bubble in hearth by accident. You just had a reflex. Hey, something hey, hey, yeah, God, dude. You know what I wish? I wish way back in the day. I, You know, I'm not going to say I wish for this. I kind of already said that. I, should say, I think that it would be a really interesting story if somewhere in our past, Lexer, before we ever knew each other, we were running in WoW. And I was in a group, and you were a dick, and I was like, "Fuck this guy!" And I bubble hearth out of there, and for some reason, I just happened to leave that mark on you, and then here we are now. That would be such a great no, story. No, <laughs> that, that mark started an EverQuest. Oh fuck! Mm -hmm. But it would be cool, right? It's cool to think about. It would, be, it would, it would have been funny if we crossed paths, wouldn't it? And then we found out, like, wait a minute. I was on Bronzebeard for a while. And yeah, then I swapped to Whisperwind. Ah, uh, damn. Never was there. So, I, yeah. I, uh, I did definitely play EverQuest, but I wasn't a paladin. So it's gonna be me. My paladin uh, love hadn't started yet in EverQuest. I was a good old boring. You were, you were younger and wiser then. You know, yeah. wiser then. You know, I, I couldn't. Like, when World of Warcraft uh, started or whatever, you remember how in the very beginning, like you could not play a paladin if you were unless you were alliance. Horde. Yeah. You <laughs> know, so if you were on the horde side, no. Which, shaman. which you had shamans you yeah but you know i wanted to be a knight wielding the light as a weapon and stuff like that so but i don't know man or you with a flashlight hold on is it lexer is it lex lexer is it bonus points if i was horde though instead of alliance for you does that make any difference 
Not really. Okay. Because technically, oh. technically, the Alliance were the bad guys. That's it. Oh, depends on who you which way you go on this. Isn't that the beauty of? Isn't that the beauty of the Warcraft universe, though? Like, yeah. there's a big perspective. Like, the Horde were the big war war bringers, but they were just looking for a home. Just looking for a home. It depends That's on how you wanted. look at the puzzle, right? And then they were the like, first or the first time yeah. a human saw an orc, what did you do? Killed him. True. It's true, dude. True, and people and are gonna be like, Alec, "Yeah, but they were invading, and you know, there was like all this stuff with the people and water came." They were invading. He was picking berries. <laughs> I always felt like in MMOs that your whoever oh, you're yeah. playing is the bad guy, right? So like, Usually. you come across this tribe of uh, a certain faction of creatures, you start slaughtering them. They're not doing anything. They're just like at their little hut, chilling. You just walk in like. Bah! Right. It's pretty screwed up. The more you think about it, the more you're like, uh, I was actually playing Final Fantasy XI a long time ago, and uh, someone was watching me, and they were like, wow, what you just did was really screwed up, dude. You just went there and killed, like, that was like a whole family of, like, bird people. You just oh, went in. Oh, man. <laughs> or avian race. We're not talking about your shenanigans recently where you felt really bad about killing creatures in the game because you were a paladin at the time, right? Oh no, that, that, was, that, that was my own. That was my. That was another human. And it was just like, well, I guess I wasn't human. I was. I was technically an ogre. But uh, just he, the same castle I'm in that I'm questing in and hanging out, and he just happens to be have a hit on him, and I went and killed him for no reason. Like I don't I have no idea what the guy did wrong. I, <laughs> and what, what's cool about it is somebody else could play that from another angle as another class, and they would actually know what. You know, if he was evil or what happened with him, you know, you mm -hmm. could so you could talk to your friends and you could figure out like, hey, what that guy actually do? Like, what did you hear in your quest with that guy? That's what I, I see think. The paladin now wielding a mystery. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And, and I and I will say on that that kind of talk, something that uh, more games need to do. World of Warcraft did it a little bit in the early days. Uh, Dark Age Camelot did a little bit of it, and that's where when you have opposing sides. Mm -hmm. You need to have opposing quests where they're coming mm. to the same general area yeah. to do different objectives, but it causes a clash. And their side of the view on the same quest is totally different than yours, right? I, I, stuff like that just is awesome. Yeah, there's a good point in, in chat from Sega there. Talking about, like, pretty sure in the early EQ Paladin, Shadow Knight, Ranger, Bard, and I think there was one more. Had an experience penalty as they were considered hybrid mm. classes. That's why I didn't play one. Yeah, and it yeah. was our Shadow Knight. Mm -hmm. Not only are do you have like the maxed out penalty because we had because Xars had the highest um, amount of natural abilities, like they had natural armor, natural regen. Started with high swimming. Um, I think at one point they could hold their breath underwater for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. So they got hit hard. Plus. You couldn't wear plate because of your AC, your natural AC bonus. But on That's top funny. of all that, everybody hated you. Even people in your own town hated you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you do one thing wrong yeah. as a shadow knight, and all of a sudden the monks want to eat your face. Yeah, there's pl plenty of places Dang. you couldn't even go. You couldn't even go there. Dang, man. That's that's why I kind of like. I think. Well, I, I started my EverQuest career as a necromancer, but I was an erudite. And then when Kunar came out, I went, you know, XR Shadow Knight. <laughs> and I had I had so much fun because I could still kite like a necro. I yeah. could fear kite if I had to. Mm -hmm. But 
push comes to shove, I basically stand there and rip their hearts out. Yeah, I love the idea of a a necro-ish tank, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's just a cool idea. Yeah. Dude. Shadow Knights, whatever. Dude, one of the... So, I know I'm getting on the ESO thing here again, but actually one thing I really like with the necros in that particular game that they've done is they they made it to where if you cast certain necromancer abilities in town, you are, like, kill on sight, dude. Mm, I like that. I know. And you can, like, necro tank, too, which is crazy. What game are you talking about right now? You're talking about um, Ashes? No, ESO, dude. Like, the necros in ESO. Yeah, like, you can't... And vampirism now is a thing, too. Like, if you you use certain uh, vampirism abilities in town, like, it's like, oh, monster, and they come after you. Like, that was a great change. Like, I love seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah, because... Something weird I always thought about ESO was that, like, you'll have, um, sorry, I'm not as well-versed in Elder Scrolls, cool. but um, the uh, summoner-type class uh, would have the Daedric. Um, yeah, the little, like, yeah, And they'd dude. just be running, or there's Daedric freaking monsters running around yeah. town. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. So the necro thing makes <laughs> sense for the for the ESO lore. Like, that shouldn't, that's, like, uh-huh. not allowed. That's not cool. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Like and, you know, the designer in me really wants a game to where you basically start off, you choose one of the basic archetypes, like say a warrior, and through questing, if you play your cards right, you know, you do all the good things, you become a paladin, or at least you get the offer to become a paladin, you can choose to pursue that or stay a warrior. Mm-hmm. But if you are a paladin, and all of a sudden you murder an innocent person, yeah, Shadow Knight. Mm. Dude, so Cheryl actually said, I think the werewolf transition also triggers it, but you're less likely to do that since it's an ulti. Um, and yeah, and Happy Milk confirmed that it does. Uh, welcome in, friends, and thanks for that. Yeah, th- so, dude, actually on the Daedra part, too, I actually cannot stand the summoner side to the Sorkin idiot, so I don't, I don't like it. Like, I love all the shock damage and all that stuff, and it's cool, but the, but the Daedra part, like with the... Twi- you can do healing with your Twilight Matriarch out. You can use your little you know, clan fear and you can use a little imp or whatever, but like, I just don't like it. I, I don't, I don't, the I don't pets, know. I feel like I should like be killing that. Yeah. I don't think ESO has ever really done pets. Well, yeah, they used to they be just buggy, dude. They used to be buggy when the game launched yeah. too. They were super I mean, buggy. My, my first character in ESO when it, when it came out was, um, a Sork tank, it basically built him oh, as a tank. Cool. And I didn't, I, I tried to use pets and I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love pets. I ended my EverQuest career mm-hmm. as a beast, beast Lord. Oh, nice. You know? And I played Hunter in, in WoW for a long time. Uh, in Hellgate, I play a summoner. So I've got like 24 pets. <laughs> I, I play pets in most games, at least as an alt. You and know what I- I just can't do it in ESO. I don't like anything yeah. about pets at all. Yeah. 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 I tried creating the, uh, I use my warden. Cause I, I like, I like, I like the, you know, I like the vibes of like a hunter and his pet running around. I actually like to have that sort of like archetype for myself. And the closest I've gotten to that as like a sort of like a, you know, hunter beastmaster sort of character is, um, you know, the, the, the ultimate on the, the warden, one of the warden trees for the mm-hmm. warden class um, but the warden's really, in, it's kind of, yeah, it's weird, man. You got like this line that's like summoning like little like bugs and stuff like that. You got the one that's like a bunch of frost stuff. And then you got the one that's like the closest to like, you know, like wow, druid sort of healing with hots and like mushrooms and stuff like that. So it's just a, it's, 
And I remember too, like way back when the game launched, the warden was actually leaked as a class. Like, so we thought we were getting another one way back in it. It was like data mine. Somebody data mined it. And it was like, they had, you know, the Nightblade, the Sork, you had the Templar, um, you had the Dragon Knight, and then you saw the warden and you're like, oh shit, we're getting five classes. And then, nope, nope. And then they ended up releasing the warden with like uh, the Morrowind expansion. Morrowind, yep, yep. And so you get like a bear, right? So for one of the trees with the warden, and that's like the closest I can get. But even it, it just doesn't feel like it still to me. I I try it, I've got it, I make it work, but it doesn't. I mean, you can use the you can use your ultimate to command it to go and attack and stuff like that. It's cool. It's it's cool and it's fun, but it it just doesn't it don't it don't have that vibe of like feeling like a hunter with its is pet it, and Is it because you don't go get the pet? I maybe, maybe it's cuz you don't have a choice. That actually would be a really good change if you maybe you've got like this pet slot. Yeah. But you can go out and you can tame what right. you want and then maybe that that active ability uh, active ability use does something different based on the pet type you've got. Like maybe one would do bleed damage. Maybe yeah. one will stun really well or something and provide different types of like utility. That actually would be super cool. In fact, I agree. Yeah. yeah I think... Go ahead. Go ahead. Nick. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that's really fun, right? Yeah. Like um, you go out, you decide what type you like uh, because of certain attacks or whatever. I think that's kind of what made the hunter cool uh, to me was that, they they decided now of course you get the end game it's going to be like a meta of what you need but um just leveling up in the journey uh just you know and plus i like always like in games where when that pet dies it's dead you need a new one go find a new one your pet is dead because then there's kind of that weird feeling of like oh damn it i really like that pet we've been through a lot together um yeah and that's something i respect you uh, name it online yeah. Your mount could die. You know, you leave your mount out and it gets attacked, it could die. Um, I really kind of like that, even though it sucked when it happened to you. And the only other game, the only recent game I think that does stuff like that is um, um, Black Desert Online, right? Like, your mount can die. And you have to... I never heard that far. It's a rough game, but... Yeah, you know, I didn't That's one thing I really respected about it. That was interesting. Dude, See, the game that does that, because, you know, I'm going to play a pet class... And whatever game, just because mm. if my pet dies, a lot what a lot of people don't know is I, I'm a huge animal lover, like massive. Let's just put it this way. I, I mow the lawn and there's a toad in the way. I stop the mower, I pick him up, and I move him out of the way. Yeah, I feel you know? that. <laughs> so if my pet's about to die, I will rush in and I will go ballistic, even in a game, just to save my pet. Yeah, that's cool. If I know my pet will can't be respawned, yeah, I'll go nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel but you. um, I I've got a, a large amount of respect for games that do something a little different, different, especially with pets. Anarchy Online, you mm -hmm. had three pet classes, and each one were unique. The metaphysicist, which was technically like a typical wizard with with pets, um, they had three pets. They had a, a pet that would heal. They had a pet that would do damage and a pet that would mez. Mm. And it wasn't that hard to control all three because the UI, although it was, you know, back in early 2000s, it still wasn't that bad. Yeah. But then you've got Vanguard Online with like the Necromancer pet where you're actually technically building your pet because you keep yeah. putting all these different parts on them. Nice. That was great too. Heck yeah. 
So, and I like, I like, I know you know about this one too, like the Bone Dancer. Remember them and yep. Edgar? Uh, they would just an army of skeletons come yep. to rush and oh, they're yeah. killing each other. They're tanking. They're, and you're like, oh, no, yeah. no. Yep. And it, it was difficult to control one because I was like, man, they're so OP. And I went and made one. I was like, okay, th- those Bone Dancers deserved every kill they got. This is not easy to be that good. Yeah. So, you know, what I loved oh, yeah. about the, was it the Death Knight and WoW had the, that ability, you know, the summon army of the dead? Oh. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Oh, that was a fun one, dude. It really was a fun one. It was so gratifying. I think if Blizzard had done things a little differently, because if you remember back when they first announced World of Warcraft, they were talking about legendary classes. Yeah, I remember. Like the, yeah. I like the Demon Hunter. If they didn't wait, what, 10 years, 15 years to actually release the first one, I'd probably still be playing it today. Because the problem with releasing those classes is like you go to the the Death Knight. And even though, yes, you do get a, ma- a major boost in terms of leveling, everybody else is way beyond you already. Yeah. Still, I mean, so it's like when I first played the Death Knight, I really enjoyed the class. But why would I play this Death Knight, which is really fun, when I'm already raiding mm-hmm. on my warrior as the main tank. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I think they would have been cooler if the, no matter what class you are, there would have been a quest line you went you did with um uh the Lich King uh in order to become a Death Knight. And it mm-hmm. didn't matter, you could be a warlock, you could be a mage or whatever, but you could go do this quest and whatever level you are, as long as you're high enough level to do the quest and survive mm-hmm. it, then you swapped over and you became a Death Knight. That would have been epic. That would have been amazing. That would have been yeah. an, an, an it's just tremendous experience. Yeah, for and your it changes, changes your appearance to look more dead. You know, like yeah. Death Knights look, and I that would have changed that, my warrior in a heartbeat. That would have been cool, and it fits the story. You know, you were it previously does. not, and then you know, uh, so yeah. it would have fit the story and everything. So that's I, know, I really that's a huge missed up, missed opportunity right I there agree. for something that would have been demon hunters too. They could have done them similarly uh, yeah. in a similar fashion. Mm. Uh, I gotta say something because uh, Sim, you played way more World of Warcraft, especially yeah. in Legion days than I did. Sure. Is there really a strategy playing a demon hunter? Because no. it just really feels like just smash, smash, go, go. Ah, man, I feel I didn't do any strategy with the demon hunter, and I tried to love it. So my my experience is going to be tied to Legion since I didn't play toward after the end of Legion. I did, I would I didn't play in the fourth part. That's but, when I played it. Even, so. Yeah, I played up to the third patch, the third main patch, um, and I didn't play in the final tier. Um, and it yeah for me anyway that's a whole different story. It was wasn't really. It started off good because I'm like all about going and killing demons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be a light yeah. in the darkness shit right. That's like my jam, and that's what I loved about the Wrath of Lich King expansion so much was like. You know, and so, you know, playing the Demon Hunter, like I was playing quite a bit. Like I was playing my main, my Paladin. I played my second main, my Death Knight, because I literally played that much. When I played my Paladin that much, I played my Death Knight that much, too. I love my Death Knight so much, dude. Yeah, Death Knight's rough, especially at that time. Yeah, like I, dude, I played my Death Knight so much that in Wrath, I got him to over 9,000 achievement points next to my main. He was right under my main at that point in time. I did all the Explorer stuff, like all, I mean, I was like diehard Death Knight mm. when I was not on my Paladin. Sometimes I would switch. In fact, I'm sorry, barring, sorry. I'm not sorry. So I'm when I was playing Wrath of the Lich King towards the end, do you remember if you ever played at the very end, what they did was they made all these changes to the classes before the end of the expansion. Yeah. Some of us were working on the Lich King fight. 
and heroic. Trying yeah. to take him down. My paladin was the main tank. Do you, hold on, what's that? What's that? That's my face on the floor. <laughs> what happened to the paladin at the end of Wrath of the Lich King? Because why? Because the way they changed the abilities with it was like so much more of it used, it was like charged around Magicka and his abilities nullified everything. So you yeah. couldn't tank him. Yeah. You couldn't tank him. So guess what? Death Knight, step up, baby. I stepped up my Death Knight, went in there and got a good spunk into the, to the Lich King. It was a good time. It's kind of bullshit, though. Don't you think the Paladin but, should be the one to fight the Lich King? Well, I worked on him so hard. The Cinder Gosa <laughs> fight was a pain <laughs> in the ass, dude. Yeah, I'm not even, even saying it's too I know, easy. it's fair. But the Cinder Gosa fight, dude, that was some... Dude, the Cinder Gosa fight? If, you know... If one person does one thing wrong, it'll mess the entire thing up. You don't go get behind your pillar of ice. You don't do it just right. Yeah. Fail, yeah. fail, fail. We got stuck on Cinderagosa the longest in there, right? Finally got past her. Finally got past her. Got ready to go fight the Lich King. And then they're like, we're changing this. And I'm like, well, we were just about done with him. Yeah. No. Anyway, I'm sorry, sidebar. Back on track here. The Death Knight, your original point um, with within the Legion I felt like there was a method, but it was a very loose method. And I tanked and did DPS as well. DPS felt super... It, it Very situational, which is kind of cool. Yes, there was a method, but not much of one, because you could kind of go either way. It's not like with a paladin where you're building charges as a ret pally, and you know you're going to burst them with your charges or any of that sort of stuff. It was very much like... When the cooldown's up, you use it sort of thing. And yeah. I felt like the tank, um, I felt like the tank uh, spec had a little bit more structure to it. And it felt, I mean, there were definitely things you wanted to do. You had to build up in order to, to be able to heal bigger amounts and things like that. But it, yeah. I, and I don't know where it's gone from now. It was fun, um, but it did feel a little looser um, in terms of like the planning than, than your like Death Knight or paladin or a yeah. lot of the other classes did for sure mm -hmm. speaking of blizzard and uh, activision and stuff did you guys see that announcement man about um the investors fight back against latest wave of activision blizzard layoffs call ceo salary into question this was literally as of yesterday it's only 10 years too late well let's see here i'm gonna i'm gonna actually read through this right so yesterday so CEOs making too much money, basically, is what we're getting at. I mean, I th the long and short of it is this, right? There's layoffs, and the guy at the top's making a ton of money, and the ton of money could have totally helped to yeah. keep jobs. So who are you looking out for is basically it, right? And I linked yeah. it in chat there, friends. But yeah, back in 2017, Kodak, if it's his name, is $28.7 even after the pay cut, which is about 300 times more than the average employee while a massive pay increase is nothing normal for a person in a CEO position, eliminating 800 employees only to immediately turn around and just say, just kidding, we need 2,000 more to fill those spots. It's not normal, to say the least. But wait a minute. I thought I, I could have sworn that isn't Blizzard starting a new online game unannounced what it's going to be, but they're also laying people off? And they're also expanding at the same time? What in the hell's going on? This is the This leads to the question of what, what's going on, man. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. It seems like they'd be like, "Hey, we don't need you for World of Warcraft right now." 
uh we got this under wraps but we're hiring for this other online project so why don't we move some of you guys over to this project yeah. sorry no it's a pandemic probably got to pay your bills and get through these tough times but you know uh, good severance later. packages though they got they got the severance packages and all that that's Maybe no. a good question. The article didn't outline that. I'd be curious to see if they did. I, I would hope so. Uh, I believe there was a pretty standard one, but they also gave him, I think it was like $120 gift cards. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, I uh, just kind of like, you know, let, let's, just, let's just rub a little salt in the yeah. wound, top of it with iodine. And yeah, that's like, all right. Don't do that. Come on. What are you thinking? Give yeah. them some, some freaking. If you just fired cash. them. Your gift card is kind of like just a slap in the face. Like it's just adding more right. so Yeah, like listen, it. don't worry, everything's gonna be okay. We're gonna make sure we include uh, seven <laughs> wow tokens. <laughs> in the that way, with your with your severance package, you can still subscribe to the game and still play. Oh, shit. Here's a couple amounts. Uh, oh shit, dude! Come on, bro. <clears throat> Dude, I thought it was bad when I worked at a company one time and like the Christmas bonus was a card, you know, like a restaurant or something. Yeah. I thought that was bad, but this is like a whole nother level of a slap, man. You're like, dude, just give me the money. Why would so you I, why'd you get a gift card? Don't give me a gift card. It just... depends on it depends too on like how big is a company, right? Like so, you know, a little mom and pop company and they you know, they, they don't make a lot of profit, you know, and they, they give out some gift cards. Cool, you know, they're just trying to do something special. Yeah. Uh but you know, Blizzard, dude. Come on, we no know kidding, you're not hurting dude. for cash, dude. Like you're not no. hurting. <laughs> no, you got at Overwatch, all. You got the Diablo series. You've got World of Warcraft, right, bro? You're A not new IP. There, there is no way you can convince anybody that you're you're hard up for cash. Mm, no, no. Get, get the hell out of here. Yeah, GT. And, and, you, and, and you didn't need. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I don't need to see their statements to know. That they didn't need to lay off people. Everything's fine. No, nah, they didn't uh, need to. Shad Shadowlands was the biggest success of a, a expansion since, for a very long time, yeah. if not ever. I don't remember All exactly, right. but it was a huge mm -hmm. success. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Player base is still popping. I still pop in the game and check it out. Classic's still doing really well, also. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so come on, get out of here with that. What's that and about? Their customer service is garbage because they fired everybody. You know, now you, you try to contact customer service and you just get a generic response based on a couple of keywords. Hello, my name is Dave from Texas. How can I help you? No, you don't even get that. <laughs> you you literally just, based on a couple of keywords, they send you some generic response. Like, did you try to restart the game? Like, bro, the quest is broke. I need a developer to know. <laughs> it isn't working. It's crazy, dude. Like, oh, wow. Man. I so, just... so the thing is, is people supposedly pay you for a service, right? And I'm totally cool with paying for a service, right? Yeah. You pay a monthly fee, you get a service. But what makes me mad is when I pay you for a service and you fire the service team. <laughs> like, dude, what am I paying you for? I'm paying you for service. And they used to do yeah. a great job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really? They, I, I, mean, I agree. Support yeah, always think, was really great for me. I agree. I think that's part of their... Part of many pieces of the success of uh, the game was... They actually did have good customer service. You got a response pretty quickly. Uh, it was pretty dang good. I agree. So talking about doing pretty dang good, like I mean, uh, we'll talk. How about how about good? I mean, do we want to reference good as being three hundred fifty million. Would three hundred fifty million be pretty good? 
or crowdfunding? Would that be like? Really... I don't know. I'll look at my bank account and I tell you, it's pretty damn good. <laughs> so it's pretty good. I don't have three hundred fifty million laying around. Star Citizen. <laughs> oh, just try to take it. Just let's try to let's try to keep ourselves grounded here and like. The only thing I can say about yeah. Star Citizen is okay. The dude gets basically more money than Jesus to make a game. Three hundred fifty million, yeah, more money. Right now, he's gone to the drawing board on a lot of features multiple times. It you know it's just and the progress has been snail's pace at best. Elite Dangerous, made by was it Frontier Development? Mm. They've they've had the space flight sim of a scale to scale world of the Milky Way. To scale, what's to scale? Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> now they're gonna, they say, okay, you know, Star Citizens had their chance. We're going to go ahead. We're going to add, you know, first person shooter aspect to it. Walk around your ships. Walk around stations, missions. Walk around planets because you could drive on planets. You just couldn't walk around stuff. And how long does it take them? I don't know. Let's let's be let's be a little conservative here and assume that they've been working on it for two years. Yeah, that's before quite... telling anybody. Yeah, or less. So yeah. the graphics are still. Uh, don't get me wrong; they're not the epitome of graphics, but they're they still look, very they good. Look, they look good. Yeah, they're right, like okay. So I still play Elite Dangerous when I am having a really stressful day. What I like to do is I take my ship, I fly out somewhere where there's a really cool scene, a nebula or a nice, cool-looking planet. I just I float there and I'll drink some drink my coffee or I'll have my lunch and I'll just relax. Yeah. Because it is such a beautiful game. Yeah. That that's all I really need out of it. But now all of a sudden they're like, guess what? We're doing we're gonna do everything that Star Citizen says they're gonna do. Half the time. Uh what a very, very small fraction of the budget, let's be honest here. Yeah. Probably a fraction of the, the development team. And yeah. if you look at the latest playthrough, yeah, it's still a little rough around the edges. But you but can I, do that. You can do stuff. You can actually do mm -hmm. stuff. And, I mean, and something people always forget about Elite Dangerous, even me, because I don't partake in it, you can play that game in VR. Yeah. You can and it, it's it's terrifying in VR. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, is that game terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. When you're sitting there all late at night and you fire up that game, Elite Dangerous, and you're just playing it and it's nighttime and your mind's kind of settling in on the scope of the freaking Milky Way, uh, dude, you get – it's a little terrifying anyway. Space is pretty freaking terrifying. You'll be sitting there, like, contemplating life and religion and everything while you're playing this game. It's so insane. Dude. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, it's like I'll I'll play it for a while and I'll stop playing it and just keep going back and forth to it. And in most games, I'm a fighter. You know, even yeah. when I'm playing some space games, I'm usually the guy who's, you know, follow me in. I'll I'll clear the way. Mm -hmm. But not any dangerous. Yeah, me either. I, yeah. I'm an explorer. I'm a passenger runner, and I'm a miner. Yeah, I don't I'm do a, a lot of dog fighting. Yeah, me either. I, just, I run. I run from the fights. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't run from the fight. <laughs> I but I don't. I, do, I don't. That's not my primary play style. And I don't know what it is about that specific game that I don't feel the need to play that way. Mm -hmm. Whereas every other game, I feel like I have to play that way. Granted, I do enjoy playing that way. It's just I feel like I have to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird. And and uh, the most popular uh, MMO for space, um, Eve Online, is about to switch over where you can play it from any browser, which is pretty crazy. Really? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm iffy with with Eve. I mean, I was very happy that they they were like one of the early adopters for like you know here we have a native Linux version of the game, which yeah. I'm a big Linux enthusiast, so I love that. That was amazing. That's what got me to play it in the first place. But I mean, the gameplay feels as old as EverQuest. I agree. Yeah, you know, it's just like it's it's so slow and i find even the combat to be very boring now because i have gone back and tried it within the last year and a half and even the combat it just i look at him like okay let's wait to see who dies yeah <laughs> see who dies dude oh. so anyway what 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 are they uh what's what are they up to now what have so they got Star Citizen has reached 350 million in crowdfunding dollars a new milestone for the in-game MMO, in development mmorpg Comes after the Cloud Imperium games revealed it's raised over five million in February alone. What? Wow! The what crowd, has yeah. So the crowdfunded title, which has been in development, this comes from MMORPG.com. Uh, the crowdfunded title, which has been in development for about a decade now, has reached a milestone after milestone, continually bringing in money for the project through the sale of start packs and in-game items. Star Citizen and single-player spin-off Squadron Forty Two have yet to receive an actual release date, despite continually bringing in money. According to Robert Space Industries, the total amount crowdfunded has now eclipsed $350 million with $5 million of that coming in February alone. This comes after recent reports, such as one at Polygon, which estimate that the MMO developer raked in $77 million in funding in 2020 alone, likely due to the ramp-up of the video game sales, which many people around the world were quarantined during the COVID-19 pandemic. So, Star Citizen is a first-person spaceflight FPS MMO that's been in development since 2011. There's the point, if you haven't heard of it. Now, Squadron 42 is the single spinoff that we talked about. So, here's the thing. Ten, what? Ten years? Right? They got, like, what, five studios around the world the last time I checked in on the game? I know I'm a little outdated on my information here, but I'm just going, you're crowdfunding an MMORPG. Ten years down the road, you've got five studios and no game to, like deliver well, yet they, they, they have something that is playable they i heard they have a playable uh game but but i mean where I mean, are we actually told, there's only a few places you can go right there's a handful mm-hmm. of planets maybe but here's the thing I, I don't have a weak machine i have a workstation that is just happens to have a decent video card in it so i've got the extra processing power i've got the graphics power i've got more more ram than most people will ever ever see and it runs it, it runs like a four-year-old in polio braces. <laughs> it just, it runs like ass. And it's not, it's not pretty to the point where it should run this bad. And I know it's early. It hasn't been optimized. I get it. I'm a developer. I understand that. But if you're trying to appease people, you at least need to make sure it runs decently. Yeah, you know? and the recommended specs aren't too crazy either so they just no. know that it's just not gonna run too good you know uh yeah the, rec- the recommended specs are pretty low and um, honestly like um the quality of life features in the game are are abysmal i i knew a guy who you know i i, I play it i or at least i used to till i got fed up with it so a friend of mine got it too he spent 20 minutes trying to find out how to even get into his damn ship yeah. Because you had to duck under, crawl, hit something, and then you could get go up through a little tube. And I'm like, 
if I was actually designing a spaceship to be built in real life, you know, get, get given that it's 500 years in the future, I would not make it a goddamn tube that you got to crawl in from underneath the belly. <laughs> like it was ridiculous, and I think they've they've since replaced that. But still, it's like, how does? And I say this with almost every game: how does the really stupid shit fall through the cracks? I got no answer well, for you on that. I think I think if they just had a little more funding, I mean, I just looked. Uh, they only got seventy-seven million in twenty twenty. Um, so it's looking like this this year they're up to or somewhere around fifteen to twenty million. It's March. So, um, man, I just feel like the poor guys. If they just had a little bit more funding, you know, if they had a few <laughs> billion, you know, if we could get up to a billion, maybe, maybe they could get this game out. <laughs> it makes. You know, it's situations like this that make me feel really good about the games I do follow. Even when I'm, like, annoyed by some of the decisions, I get annoyed by ESO sometimes. You know, things don't always go the way you want it with the game and development, like Ashes of Creation. Then I reflect <laughs> on, like, you know, other choices, and I'm like, I don't feel like it's really that bad of a choice on my part. <laughs> right. I feel, I, feel, I feel okay about things. Even things I don't necessarily agree with sometimes. Um, yes, man, dude. I just, I, I don't, I don't get it half the time. It's, some of the stuff just blows my mind, dude. If you, if you were to give that kind of money to literally anybody else, they, they, they still come up with something that's playable. Three hundred fifty million, dude. Jeez. Here's what I want to know: What's going to happen if the game just? I mean, because they're making so much money off of crowdfunding, right? What's the incentive to actually release the game at this point? They're better right. off not releasing it and just continue raking. I mean, how much would they have yeah. to take in monthly or cash shops uh, selling wow. even if Okay, so even if even if they close up shop and the lawsuits ensue, which, to be honest, lawsuits shouldn't sue, any game that accepts money and delivers you nothing, or at least delivers you shit, um, they could take half of that money, 150 million, spread it amongst the people who are doing filing the lawsuit, and still walk away with 150 million bucks. Yeah, and that's as of now, it's going to get bigger. That, yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's look at this honestly, though. There is literally no incentive to finish that abysmal thing. None. And yes. now that Elite Dangerous is coming out, you best bet your ass that most of the people who have backed Star Citizen are probably kicking themselves. Because now they can go over there. You can still get the VR. You can still get, like, you can set your controls up to have voice activation mm -hmm. for free. So you can literally say, like, you know, landing gear down. And it will landing gear down. It does take another app. Don't get me wrong. It does. But, I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of support for that kind of stuff. The community's great. Oh, if you've yeah. never heard of the Fuel Rats, you should look them up because they're probably the best thing that ever happened to Elite Danger. It's a group of people that it, the group is run like a corporation, basically. Mm -hmm. They have people on, on on standby. They have groups that are like all support groups. And their entire purpose of playing Elite Dangerous is to help players who are stranded without fuel. Oh, that's cool. That's why they're the fuel rats. Doesn't matter where you are in the galaxy, they will find a way to get to you. That That is probably the most awesome thing I have probably ever heard in the last 23 years of playing MMOs. Yeah. Jeez, man. And, and the, way that, the way they do content in that game is really cool. So, like, they had just, like, because it's so huge. There's so many planets. There's so much to explore. It's just outrageous. 
one person couldn't possibly in their lifetime even see a tiny fraction of what they've got on display but they just implanted these certain areas with this ancient alien technology and then didn't say shit about it and the yeah. players just stumbled upon it like whoa yeah. what is this and it turns out it was part of the story but they didn't wow. say nothing they just waited it took years it took a few years yeah. for people to start finding it it did it really did i mean it, it, even like, now okay, so living organisms and like yeah. dude, it's just so freaking cool um, like, wow. The last time I played that I had a real serious itch to play, it was when the Thargoids, the big bad aliens, mm -hmm. they were just like, you know, oh, we're with the little whispers of things happening. Uh, I never I never encountered one, but I had a friend, we were talking over the over the in-game voice, which is fucking amazing. Wow. Yeah. Cause it actually sounds a little a little staticky. It adds little clicks to it, and you're just like, oh, Oh my God, I'm right yeah. there. <laughs> Nerd I mean, yeah, awesome. <laughs> but we were talking over that, and all of a sudden he's like, "Hold on, I see something." I'm, I'm like, "You know, okay, you know what? What is it? You're on a planet or something?" Like, no. All of a sudden, he just starts screaming. <laughs> this is terrifying. High pitched voice. Because, because, because what, what are you going to do? Thing. What are you going to do? Oh, I see something I've never seen before. Let's shoot it. <laughs> That's what he did, and he started screaming and screaming. He's like. All power to my engines. I'm getting the hell out of here. Oh God, please help me. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't make it. He died because <laughs> um, they had a they have like a attack that like shuts down your ship. Yeah, and makes it reboot. <laughs> he was freaking out. I was on the star map trying to find where the hell he was, trying to help him, and I'm like, there is no way I'm going to make it to him. So I just kind of sat there and I was like, well. Good luck. <laughs> Farewell. Yeah. It's been nice knowing you. Oh man. Man, man, man. You know, we've we've gone through this entire show. We haven't talked about anything. It's led up to this the show is about. No, we it's a funny thing because what's the name of the show? Well, I got a grim reflection. Okay. I got a grim reflection, you guys. And okay. Should I, summarize, I should summarize this for anyone listening because people here in this community, the most of the people that have been that are watching right now as we're doing this live and you guys, we chat about this briefly, right? Now we have to be very cautious about this, right? Because some people here might be under some sort of an NDA. There might be certain things that can't be discussed. So that means we can only talk about the things that we publicly are aware of. And I did a video over this this week. And the video uh, was actually called Tumultuous Times. I posted it recently, and it's covering a game that I'm currently an affiliate with, which is like a creator program, right? And it's called Saga of Leucemia. Now, pretty recently here, we had a discussion around, like, kind of where's that at? You know what I mean? We haven't heard from them in a while. We had that kind of talk, right? So well, I'm going to give you, the, I'm going to try to summarize this the best I can, okay? My journey is that I, you know, kind of knew the community manager as a creator, right? Uh, when I did a ride along, did a dev Q and a about a month ago, actually in this April will be a, a year ago, rather not a month, a year ago, uh, in 2020, I did a nice Q and a with Renfell, the CEO creative director, um, did a, did an interview with him and the community manager and sat down, right. That's over on the gaming YouTube where this show is at. So people can go, just go to the channel where this is released and you can check it out there. Right. I reposted it there. I did a gameplay thing. Like, I think it was in May of last year 
ran around, played the game with some of the devs and stuff like that. Things were ramping up. They had kind of been in a dark period where they had been really just, you know, heads down to the grindstone, really working and getting things done. Kind of got to a place where they're like, okay, we want to open it up. We want to showcase it to people. Renfeld, the CEO creative director, Tim Anderson, uh, Renfeld was like really... He was really big on like wanting to pick people that he really like thought would represent it well. He didn't care about your size, which was really cool as a creator. It's a great opportunity, right? And so, and it, and the game has had has a lot of potential in terms of like what it was planning to do. I mean, uh, Renfell, Tim Anderson, he created this story back in like '99. Um, it's been a D and D homebrewed campaign that he created, right? I, I read the book that was on that had been released. I read through it right over the lore and everything. Um, you know, ran around the world, showcased it the way the way they were approaching the classes and everything is really interesting. Has a very D and D oriented vibe, you know, campaign oriented vibe. Um, definitely one of those games like we've talked about. Like we talked about Valar in the past, which is now kind of we'll see what happens, right? We we've talked about Defend the Night, we've talked about um Ashes of Creation, Pantheon, Rise of the Fallen, and we've talked about Saga of Lucemia. These games all are doing something very specific. They have their little niche, right? It's they're doing something what I would say to a degree is somewhat innovative for the genre. These are games that when I look at it, the vision as it is, is doing something to propel the genre forward. And that's why these games in particular that I mentioned just now have always kind of, uh, ha they've always kind of been there uh, within my proximity and kind of like keeping my mind open to it, right? Kind of keeping my eyes on it, kind of seeing what happens because the vision seems like it has a lot of potential. So I do my Q and A's, my gameplay stuff. And they're like, okay, we're going to kind of get back to grinding. We'll keep you posted on when we're doing stuff. Affiliates. Okay, cool. Quiet, quiet. The, then the social media, which was posting once every month or so kind of goes quiet around the end of last year, fall. Okay. Fast forward. They were, they were streaming fairly often. Right. Also. Yeah. So, right. Great reference point. So Tim Anderson, Renfell, right. Did streams regularly, like throughout the week. Had a lot of it on YouTube, had a lot of it on Twitch, right? Watched it on Twitch and stuff. So we're going to go ahead and bump it up a bit here. And I'm going to go ahead and make sure I'm on the right category because we are talking about Saga of Leucemia, right? So I'm sitting here going, what's going on? Last week or this week, earlier in the week, around like the 14th, I think, MMRPG.com posts a story. And they had reached out to Tim Renfell about something else to get some information and then found out through his Patreon, he's talking about how he's been split away from the project. Him and his brother aren't a part of it anymore. And it's all a bit ambiguous. You know, you kind of like, you're not really too sure exactly what's going on here. You're not really too sure exactly, you know, the studio Stormhaven studios hasn't really said anything about it. And this is like the 14th, right? Like, I mean, let me do my math here. This is like on the 14th, 15th is a Monday, right? So on the 14th, I find out about this. I read the story and I'm like, wait, what? Why would Renfell, right? The person who began this IP, the person who uh, quite literally, the person who has done what? Like they created this universe that the game is now based around. I, I thought to myself, like, why would he leave? Like, that doesn't even make sense. I talked to him. He, this was his baby. Right. When I talked to him, it was clear. This is his baby. Yeah. And his vision, everything. His, ev yeah. It's his universe. Everything. Yes. Yeah. And I'm going, dude, what? This doesn't make any sense to me. This does not seem like something he do. Right. 
So I post something on Twitter. I'm like, hey, I'm going to cover this on Monday. I'm going to cover whatever I can dig up on Monday, right? On Sunday, I get a message from him and some of the devs or dev at the studio, right? Neither one of them are really able to say much for legal reasons. So I get a statement from Tim Anderson, Renfell, right? And I get kind of some topics from Stormhaven Studios, right? And they're all being very nice and, you know, kind of whatever. And I say, I'm going to look at it and I'm going to talk about it Monday. So I go live Monday, put together all the information and I, without covering it all, and this is a bit of a little promo, whatever, but just, I just encourage you to go look at the video I did. Okay. I break it down. I go from beginning of here when I found out about the information on the article. So it basically covers information over almost a 24 hour period, the 14th and the 15th. So the 14th, I find out, post the thing on Twitter, get DMs from them. The next day, dude, it there's more. So I'm covering it, but at the same time, I'm sitting there working, covering it, gathering the info. Dude, Saga Leucemia on their website, right? I don't see any mention of him anymore. The lore page is gone. The pre-orders were being accepted up until that day, I think, or that within a 24-hour period, they came down and they made an estate, a statement on their forums publicly, right? And then later that day, MMORPG gets a statement from them basically saying that they're not there anymore and all this stuff. And you're going, what is going on? But there's not really a clear picture of why. And I literally read it word for word. Okay, you can go check it out in that video. I outline it all word for word. I get a follow-up message from him and from the studio, and they're actually very nice and respectful and saying, hey, appreciate the job you did on it. I'm like, okay, cool. I felt good as a creator, right? I was objective, diplomatic about it, didn't take a side, but I did express my concern, right? And my concern is this. You all know me. Like My big thing is transparency and adhere to the vision. These are the things that are most important. Vision most importantly, because sometimes you can't be transparent, but you can let people know things are changing. You can communicate there are changes and you can communicate this to the community. And I expressed that my concern is you didn't communicate this. And this happened apparently sometime in last fall or whatever, sometime in last year when things went quiet, I guess is when things started happening. Don't know the specifics. The long and short of it is things changed. There were clearly differences. He's not really a part of it and his brother aren't really a part of it anymore. Um, and so the long and short of it is, is that the, so I'm going, you're removing the lore page. So does that mean it's even going to be the same universe? Is it going to, well, it's interesting that they did make very specifically sure in their public announcement to say both sides that they do still have the rights to the, I to use the IP for this particular yep. project. So right. it is, the lore thing is probably the weirdest, right? That's like, weird to me too, yeah. Because no matter, even if they change the vision, it shouldn't change the lore, right? You could have you could have the lore of any game, yep, and still make it be any. You could you could change up mm -hmm. and be like, well, it used to be an MMO, now it's a freaking hack and slash, but it could still keep the same lore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and let's face it, good lore is hard part. to good lore is hard to come by. Yeah. So, and if you've got the rights to use it, then why wouldn't you use right. it? So, I will read one point, one point, a follow-up point here, and then I want to kind of talk about the get get our feedback on this and stuff, right? I just thought of something, Sam. Sure, dude. 
is it not possible that Renfell literally sat down and wrote that lore and they just don't feel like it's right to use that? Like, yeah, they're keeping the same lore, but he typically, he literally wrote that with his own hands. And they're like, let's rewrite it with somebody that works here now because we don't feel like that's fair to continue using his. That is a possibility. A, I mean, it's a possibility. I'm trying there, to be positive here. There's way too many variables. So, yeah on either side because i mean you could go far one side and say well if he wrote that and it's his maybe he wanted money for it but on the other side you could be like it's part of the game and if they they own the rights to do the game they own the rights to use the lore yeah and he so, said i left everything with them all my they still have full access to everything i built so but but then there's also the thing where you're just sitting there and you're like is this really the right thing cuz i'm trying to put myself in that situation so Let's say us three did a project together, and we got all this stuff done, and then Lexer, for whatever reason, decides to leave, right? Uh, I, 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 I might be looking at some of the stuff he did and be like, it's not really fair, though, to sit here Maybe. and use Lexer's work and try to make money off of what he did, and he's not even involved anymore. That doesn't seem fair. So, so why don't we take what he did, and we'll redo it. That way we don't have this guilty kind of conscience that we're using him. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's possible. I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. Although with the given climate of business and the gaming industry, I'm going to say that it's very unlikely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it could be a petty reason. It could just be an honest reason why they don't want to use it. The yeah. fact of the matter is that because they leave so much to our imagination, the human mind is going to automatically go negative. Go, oh, yeah, yeah. The we average talked about this. It's an MMORPG, dude. We, I mean, gamers have been... I don't, I, 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 this is the thing I, I told them, I told Stormhaven this, right? For me, my concern is like transparency and he hasn't been in the picture for how long and no one said anything, but you could continue collecting pre-orders. Look, it's still going towards the same game, but like if the vision is changing somehow, and I don't know if it is, I, I, I no idea. Right. But that's the thing. It's a big question mark. And there's no information publicly about what what the direction is now, but you were continuing to collect when there was no clarification on if the vision changed or changed and what changes are going on within the studio. So here's the follow up as well, right? So on that statement, right, Stormhaven responded, saying the shutting down of certain things this morning. This is the day I talked about, right? I found out about it. I'm gonna talk about it Monday. Monday comes around. Oh, this is all going down at the same time. The shutting down of certain things this morning was planned specifically for this date and were planned before news of Tim's departure had been made known to the re in recent articles published by you and massively OP. It was not done in response to any of the discussions in the comment sections of these articles either. What I can say is that we're, there were legal reasons we couldn't officially announce things before today. I'd like to make the distinction that Tim and Joey uh, aren't simply not involved, but are in fact no longer owners of Stormhaven Studios or connected to the company in any way as of today, March 15th. When I hear that, how am I not thinking the Lord's taken down because you're making a completely new game, but using the mechanics and the engine and stuff that's there. That's Honestly, where my mind goes. To me, to me, with that sentence, sounds like petty squabbles. And it's everybody's like, oh, we can't tell you about it for legal reasons. It's like, well, someone ought to get out in front of this and start like being more communicative for the people in the community's sake, I think. So, that, so that's the thing. Usually with PR, it's a race to get, get the word out first because yeah. the first word that spreads is the truth. No, it doesn't matter if it is or not. 
It's just the way it works. Yeah, because the next person who has another side of story is going to be on defense, right? You know, so. right? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's the way you do PR. I, I mean, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying that's right. how you do it. Yeah. So the example, fact that you're, if one of if one of us and you know making content or whatever, if something happened and I got arrested, right, mm-hmm. or or whatever, I would be real quick if I felt like you know this has absolutely anything to do with my character, right? It's not just something silly like I accidentally let my driver's mm-hmm. license expire i felt like it might question my my character i would just jump out immediately make a video and be like hey guys just let y'all know this is what's happening this is uh what's going on with me and and why this is happening because i don't want it to affect my character because i need my character to continue <laughs> after right. i get out of jail right so uh you know that's what's really bothers me is it's got to be super legal or alliances have to have been formed or broken because otherwise in my opinion Renfell would want to get in the front of this and say here's what happened because it's affecting his character the most right well in a way yeah it's more of um that whole whatever isn't answered gets answered yeah yeah but you can't control what people think yeah if you don't at least point them in a direction that's damage control that's the that's the that's the dangerous part though is like so the post on tim's patreon where he outlines this stuff was in january i think if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. something like that right so we're talking like i mean they found out about it through circumstance of contacting him and then seeing some stuff there Right, so I'm just going and then like you don't, dude. you don't, you don't tell your your own community for months down the road. So like, I'm just like, I don't get this. And in a time when MMORPGs are already like we talk about it all the time, right? Chronicles of We're already Aria, full of scandal. We talk about so many of them that just drop off the. I mean, they either can't keep going, studios get closed down, the uh, the game is a scam, or at least we believe to be a scam or something. And you know what I mean? And so then there aren't that many. And the genre, like there's, in my opinion, there's just not, there needs to be more pushing it forward. It's not, it's not moving forward. It's the one genre out of all of them that quite frankly, like look at all the other genres, dude. Look at how they just thrive and MMOs, man. They're just, dude. It's it's kind of at a point where if you don't get ahead of it, you're, just mm. you're 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 walking into the bad side of the pool. Yeah. And let's face it, 80% of that pool is bad right now because of the way the industry is. Yeah. A lot, a lot of pee already in the pool. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I'm I know there is a reason why they have right. or, or why it took this long, but the right. question is with those reasons since I don't know them, I can't really judge. Same. Can they really sit there and say that it was a good decision? Because honestly, yeah, I don't. I don't think there. I don't think it is a good decision. Doesn't matter what the, what the terms or conditions were of the parting, or the way the way the parting happened. If you sit there and let it fester, well, guess what? By the time you take care of it, you got to cut that limb off anyway. So it's like it could. Everything that is to come from this point on could have easily been prevented. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Is and I look yeah. at the community and go, they're kind, of, in my opinion, are the ones that kind of pay the price. Yeah, yeah, 
And, and for anybody that hasn't followed the game or knows nothing about it, here's a here's a way to to kind of uh, put it in perspective of how why people are so concerned with the situation. It would be as if Tolkien were still alive and they're making the new Lord of the Rings MMO, and so obviously he's involved in the development because it's his world, it's yeah. his literary works, etc. It's his baby, and he's really involved. And he's the front man. And he's streaming the game. And he's showing off, and he's the one promoting it. And he's doing everything about it. Um, obviously, because it's his his thing, and then one day, secretly, he just walks away from the project, and you don't find out till months later. Yeah. And then there's no reason why, and it's like, well, why would he do that though? Like he's the yeah, least right. likely person to leave. And, and here's another important thing: like I, I was not that into Saga of Lucemia. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Renfell. Yeah, I, I was personal man. It was in, as it's niche, I never got a I mean? chance. I never got a chance to read the book. The game did not excite me that much really to be honest um but being somebody because i'm sure there are people out there who are absolutely in love with that ip and that world i i can't even imagine what they're going to feel knowing yeah. that the person that crafted that world in there either has force forcibly been removed or is frustrated at the point that no longer wants to be involved with it yeah i mean and it is common <laughs> It is common. It is. It really person, is. The creator, the person with the vision and with the who made the world, is just too big of a pain in the ass for the rest of the studio. It's it happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, that's why they typically don't want an author of a book involved in the making of the movie. He's just too big of a pain in the ass, right? He's like, yeah. no, 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 you that that doesn't work. That's not how his hair is parted to right. the left, not the right. Right, right, because it's their baby. They want it to represent so. It is common in in corporations that you get rid of that guy as quickly as possible because it he's he's a pain in the ass because he's in love with it too much, right? Yeah. So that's that's a high possibility as well. That and I'm not saying that they're the right ones, by the way. Uh, I think it, at this point, when you're crowdfunding, if that's what happened, then I would say the corporation's in the wrong because this was him. Mm -hmm. Everybody supported it at least 90-something percent of them was because of him. Not so, her, you know. and, and even being someone who wasn't really into Saga of Leucemia, from all the information that I have heard recently, and through public announcements, yep. just through the wording, yes, I'm going to be... My, my initial feeling is that I should be on Team Renfail. It The way the wording was sounds mm -hmm. like there's a grudge somewhere and something bad happened. And because I don't have the details, what's my mind go to? I'm a creator, so I'm assuming the creator got screwed. Which is very so, common. Which is common as well. So I'm automatically, yeah, because I'm not given any other indication of anything otherwise, I'm just going to fly aside with run fail by default. And I don't think that the studio really any thought into what they're actually saying. Yeah. I that's, think it, yeah, I agree. That's the thing. It's like, they're not saying much. No, you know what I mean? It's like, ooh, but that's a problem too. That's, that's the, it, that's the big issue. It's like, I can't pick a side. I, I'm a facts and evidence guy. Well, right? you can't, you, you are in a position where you can, you exactly. literally cannot. I can't pick a side. I'm not in that position. Yeah, exactly. I'm your, I'm your average I'm your average MMO player. Yeah. So even take me as 
possible subscription or subscribing player in the future. Yeah. I'm automatically siding with the guy who, because I don't have any other information, assumed they screwed. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. And generally, the way it goes that if you can't say Mm -hmm. much, what you say has to be impactful. Mm -hmm. And they failed to be, they're failing to say much. And they're failing to say anything impactful. Yeah, it's definitely nothing impactful at all. I mean, it's pretty much the same on both sides, isn't it? Like reasons we can't talk about. You know, Nathan, though, you brought up a good point. When you say corporation, you know, I don't know the details, right? But it does make you wonder because they were getting ready to make big moves and all these things, a lot of things coming up. Kind of can't help but wonder, like, if that dynamic might have played out somehow. Because all we can do is speculate. Is it right. is it something like that? Is it something like someone else got into position and now they get pushed out? Is it a situation to where it's about like, you know, uh, this is the way it's got to be. And if you don't do it, I'm out. Uh, is it a situation where, you know. Just not happy with the work that's been done. And, be, and maybe, walk away. Yeah. I mean, who knows? There's so many different variables, but there's no way to know at right. all. And that's that's the problem. I mean, think of these like throwing darts at multiple targets. Not one, not a single, there might be, maybe there's one good one, but because you're not telling people which one is they're supposed to be aiming for, they're aiming at random ones and you're going to get wildly different stories, wildly different results. And the whole point of PR is to help kind of herd the people, Yeah, you know, you herd them into an expectation or herd them towards your product. You know, Mm -hmm. it it sucks. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, again, I am not endorsing PR. No joke. Yeah. But that's just the way it works and it does work man. you know they're just not doing anything and i <clears throat> that's the difficult part for me man nothing's not, I, I can't see any reason to be on their side like dude seriously man it's this is the thing it's like there's no explanation like it that's the thing I, there's there's nothing like i I'm looking at it objectively, man. If I, like, even I'm sitting here going like, I don't know, man. I don't know about this dude. Like, I, it, you get a gut vibe sometimes. And I told them this, by the way. I did. I said, in my gut, I don't know if this is something I can support because there's, I just don't feel like there's an answer. And, you know, it, when you don't tell people what's going on and you just keep on going forward and there's silence, like, that's dangerous, man. That's dangerous. Yes, it is. Because again, if you don't if you don't give us the blanks, we fill in the blanks. You fill yeah. it in and then you make your own decisions and the rumors start and word of mouth is a powerful thing, my friends. It yeah. is. It really is. And I mean, okay, so let, let's take another example here with everything going on. Sim, you're you're a supporter, right? And you I'm asking you as a friend or a fellow mm-hmm. gamer, would what do you think of this game? Even though you are a supporter, can mm-hmm. you honestly sit there and tell the person, yes, buy into it? No. Right now, you can't. No. No. Because well, I don't feel confident do in making that recommendation anymore because I don't know what's happening over there. Yeah. Right. And they can't even pledge anyway. Not now. Right. <laughs> so. But there, there are so many things that they did, even going up to this announcement, that just don't sit right. Like removing the lore page without any, re- any reason that, why. That me... feels petty. Yeah, like okay, like the the pre-order stuff doesn't hit me as hard as removing the lore page. No, because that could be a you know bank bank stuff. You know, you completely. Gotta, 
move transfer all that stuff over. That makes sense to me. The lore page removal, though, that one I was like, wait, that why? I'm sorry. This may put a lot of un, un, unearned guilt towards the studio, but it feels very, very petty. Yeah. And like even a little kid stomping his feet. Even hmm. removing the videos uh, on their YouTube page. Oh, that, that too. I forgot about that. Yeah. That, yeah. I can kind of see that. I can right? see that. Because that was him right. actually playing the game and showing it. So even that, I was like, well, well I can kind of see that you might remove that. I wouldn't if I didn't have to. It's a lot of info. It's a lot right, of because yeah. That, yeah, now it's down to like, what, did y'all start this project yesterday? You know, that's what it looks yeah. like now. Right. It's like uh, this so, game began production you know right so i mean going forward they're gonna have to kick some some shit into high gear yeah or they might as well just close up shop they need yeah. to they need to get out that's what i was saying you gotta get out in front of this you gotta start really chipping away being consistent communicative actually, actually do some proper damage control yeah do some proper pr work don't just be like mm, uh, uh, maybe mm -hmm. uh, uh. just yeah. just freaking do it or be done yeah. with it they need to assign a guy who's their new front man, period, yeah. immediately, immediately. So here's a total opposite situation, right? Um, Pantheon Rise of the Fallen, uh, their lead man passed away, you know, during mm -hmm. development. Uh, and most of everybody that came to Pantheon was because of him. They liked his games he's put out in the past. They like the way he makes games. They like his philosophies. They liked his vision always. So uh, when he passed away, dude, it was immediately, uh, immediately within days, we knew who the new front man was, right? It was Joppa, right? Yeah. We knew immediately. He stepped to the front. He started taking the reins, and he, uh, you know, and, and that was difficult for him, I'm sure, because he wasn't planning on doing that. That was just like, hey, I'm, I got to do this, right? I'm, I'm the guy that, that uh, would be next up, and I can do it. I, I, I have the... Uh, capacity to do it, which he definitely does, and um, he just stepped right up. You got to have a guy who is the communicator between mm -hmm. the project and the. He's got to be the friend of the community. community. Yeah, you got to. You have to have. That and stuff. honestly, Brad's passing was one of the few things that VR actually handled well. Yeah, they handled it really well. Yeah, and I think it's because it was such a big deal. They there was, there was no there was do or die. You had to handle it right, or you just had to say we're done. Yeah. And I just wish they would put that kind of effort towards everything else. Because, like I said, that's the only thing that they've handled right. Man. So please, what what was the studio name? Stormfront or Storm Stormhaven? Stormhaven, Stormhaven, Stormhaven Studios, yeah. Studios. Please, for the love of God, get your shit together and handle this. Or. Just close up shop. There's no, there's no shame in it. Right. Just yeah. shit or get off the pot. Yeah, because at this point, I can't. You know, if you were to go, would you recommend it? I'd be like, uh, no, because I don't know what's going on with it. Nobody I don't. There's you can't go off of the stuff from before. I, I'm getting... willing to bet that nobody except the top two people have a freaking clue what's going yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, they might have a little bit of an inkling, but they don't know for a fact what's going on. Yeah, I'm sure. Might... I'm just, not sure. Yeah. I'm sure they're 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 eyeing the the classifieds at this point. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would be too. Like, I'm gonna be if, honest, man. Like, I don't I don't know how you're gonna bounce back from something like this if you don't get you out there do it right now. You can't yeah. wait. In my opinion, I don't think you can wait. 
No, you can't. It's like there's a hole in the boat in the middle of the ocean. If you don't start bailing that shit right now, yeah. then you're just going to sink. I hate Deal saying that, now. too. I, I do. I don't like saying that, but I, I'm just being honest, man. That's my gut right there. I mean, I, I have no, I have almost, well, now I have no interest in Saga of Leucemia. I had very little before. Mm. But the thing is, that doesn't mean I want it to fail. Right. I still want it to release. We need more good released MMOs to help pull the entire genre yes. out of the shithole. Yeah. Yeah. It's so not I good for really, the genre if they fail. Right. I really, really want them to succeed. I want them to put out a good product. If I if I'm interested in it or not. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, everything's gonna be okay, guys. Just have have a little faith in the studio. It's like, mm-hmm. um no. I don't do that. <laughs> shit not handled right. Shit barely handled at all. Yeah, it's not been handled right. Right. It still yeah, isn't. It it's really it just, not. Yeah. It sounds no. like they legally had to say that he was gone by this right. point. And then that that's it. Like and it, and it feels like they, they were like at the limit of when they had to announce it. It's like they were out of options. They had yeah. to say something. And dude, and it happening and it happening right after that goes public on the websites does not mm-hmm. bode well. Like even if no, you had a no. time for that day, even if that was the case. If it was, if I was an investor, I'd be pulling out right now. Yeah. Even if that was the case for that to happen the day after, it just doesn't look good. Even if you're telling people that wasn't the reason. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't know who's going to believe it. You've already let people make their own assumptions. Yeah. And those assumptions spread like wildfire. Yep. Because you've never given anybody anything to the contrary. Yep. So if you don't do anything to derail it, then it has to be true. That's what people assume. It's a grim reflection, and man. And when something spreads, if 99% of people in this world say the sky is orange, guess what? The sky is orange now. Dude, word of mouth is powerful, it dude. It it spreads quickly, dude. Even, ne- even more negative. so amongst gamers. Yeah. And well, when negative, we, negative word of mouth spreads like four times. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. I mean, when we find a good game or a bad game, we tell people about it all the time. We don't, and we don't just tell one person. We tell Discord servers full of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We tell gaming groups. We tell guilds. Yeah. I had someone ask me the other day, you know, I'm thinking about buying Valheim. Like, you know, I was kind of skeptical of it. I'm really enjoying that game. There's still game. things I don't like about it, but it's still like 80% what I like, so we can't complain. You know? Mm-hmm. So I probably got them shit. 25, 30 new purchases in the last month. <laughs> Say shit. Shit. <laughs> Dude, I mean, we could like literally rant on this all. Like, And, and this is going to be a good transition point because I, I do want to encourage people to go and kind of just look at the info I put together, right? And just leave your comments on there. Like, what are you thinking? What does it feel like to you? Like, I genuinely want to collect community feedback on this. And then next time we've got a show, let's like, so this is what some of the people who listened thought, you know, Drac Attack, all of them, all the homies that check the show out, right? We're looking all at the people that are going to vote for Nathan. All the people are going to vote for Nathan, right? As the number one pick, right? Pally Power, baby. <laughs> yeah, give me a give me a party, baby. I Not just an add-on. Yeah, it, genuinely, man. Like you know, what's how does that sit for you, right? When you look at the info, not just what we said here. Go look at the info. When you look at the info, you see how it's been done so far. What does that tell you? How does that hit you? What's your gut say to you? 
you know, where do you stand if you were supporting it, right? Would you support it moving forward, even if you did or didn't? Like, these are the types of things, right? And then we could talk maybe next time about, oh, I don't know, things like the importance of doing right by your community, things like that, right? Because this seems to I be- I probably shouldn't be on that show. I mean, I feel like you could do it. You've been, you- No. No? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. A, maybe it not. Takes, it takes a, well, I mean, a lot of people know that I left the- the Pantheon community is not a very nice way. Oh, I don't, I don't so, know. I only know what y'all tell me. I don't, I don't look. I no, don't I, I did not. I did not leave that community in a nice way. <laughs> oh no. But, um, well, I got because, a hate comment on because you. Because of the community and the way the community is being handled. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't, speak to any of it, yeah. I don't want that show to become a Pantheon rant. So Either someone's going to have to get a little clicker thing so that whenever it's time for me to shut the hell up, just go click. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Ooh, what? I just had somebody. Oh, this is what in the heck? Mm. Oh, I just had someone here, uh, one of the homies that likes to go look in, at stuff and things and send me some things. Apparently on the Saga of Leucemia Reddit, my post of the alpha gameplay was was archived. Interesting. Well, I'm going to have to take they're, a little look-see they're, they're already pissed off at you. Yikes, dude. Guess I'll have to take a little look-see and see if any of my stuff got shut down in other places. That's the only one that could have done that with anyway. But if, yeah. if, I don't if know, they, if, they, if they do start going after content creators, not necessarily you nah. specifically, but con any content creators, that's going to make them look like a, a straight-up villain. I am like, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't... I mean, they're, they were really cool with me. I don't think that at all, and I can't make... Well, I'm not saying that they are. I'm just saying that if that's what they do, Where? it's going to backfire very, very badly for them. Yeah, because we're talking about content creators that have done nothing but try to help them, right? Like yeah. Try to get the word oh, out, this is weird. You can't bite the hand that feeds. I don't think they would do that. Now, granted, Reddit is a cesspool of humanity. Oh, no. So it's not just... It's not everything that was like created content-wise has been archived, so it's not singled out at all. I'm looking at it. Just curious about what's going on. This is what I mean, man. This is one of the things, right? This is a perfect example of why you got to get out in front of, of it. Because of the what the hell is going on syndrome. Because otherwise people just start to make assumptions. They start to rumor spread. People bring up stuff and things. It's negative. Negative things spread like wildfire four times faster, right? Yep. So, yeah, and if, gosh, and I if hope they get out in front of it, dude. Let, let's, say, let's say it's just something innocent, you know, because I don't know who's running that, that Reddit page. I have no page. idea. No idea. But let's assume it, it, it's something innocent where they're, like, archiving older stuff so they can make room for new stuff. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. Sure. But don't you think you should already have some of that new stuff ready to go and then do the archiving kind of stealth yeah. in the background, not do, like, we made a big announcement. Now we archive all this other stuff. You know, it's just making you look bad. There wasn't much there to begin with, you know what I mean? You know, and that's what—that's the thing. It, when you don't have that much there, what does change stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like our—I like the conspiracy theory that I think we came up with last week, uh, which is that <laughs> the AAA studios are infiltrating these small oh, studios. Oh shit! We and did trying say to, that. Trying to screw them up oh. so that they so will go running back to their cash shops. That's oh, what that's what's going on here. And oh. the sad thing is. If I were if I were running a AAA studio, I would do that. Yeah, it's I smart. really would. It's like oh, yeah, oh, so, oh, so all these old school gangsta OG MMO people are gonna try to do their own thing and be crowdfunded, huh? Hey, bro, 
I need you to go ahead and we're going to play foil truth in chat. Do you see that? It's so good. Yeah. This is worth going over time, dude. Hold on. Yeah. Like, mm. dude, we did talk about that, though. We did. And it's, it, I thought about it all week. Like, dude, that's like a genius move. And I want to say something real quick, and I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not saying this what if? Pure conjecture, conspiracy theory. I do know, and there's there's plenty of evidence on the internet <laughs> to prove this part, right? That Blizzard, number one, times their releases very smartly against their competitors. They're like, oh, yeah. oh, all oh, our yeah. people are going to come back if we launch yeah. the expansion that, here. That is screwed. They'll have a crappy yeah. launch. They're done. Yeah. And uh, in the game development world, that's common knowledge. Right? And it's also fairly common knowledge with plenty of evidence that they used to at least send customer service reps over to other MMOs to start talking crap and make their community and their world chat look like crap. I've seen and, that happen with Ashes. You know, I'm, I'm, wow, I'm going back to World of Warcraft and all this kind of stuff and direct traffic back over, right? Um, so if anybody would do something like this, uh, I would say the Activision would do some infiltration type missions wow. to get people off the indie train because these are the people trying to bring a little bit of respect back to the to the uh mm. to the industry which is going to in turn make them look like garbage right when we look yeah. back and we're like yeah so they can do it why couldn't you do it right um so i don't know it's interesting it's an interesting thought it's an interesting they, theory blizzard also steals features from other games when they do like early access mm-hmm yeah. Their developers will go in and they'll figure it all out and then they'll use it in, in WoW. Yeah. But I don't even feel like I can call it Blizzard anymore. Is that, is that fair to say? I don't... It's not. The minute they were acquired by Activision, they weren't Blizzard anymore. I, I mean, especially now. I mean, look at all the... generic, generic high-budget game company 27th. It's, it's just yeah, Activision should... to me now, man, which is kind of should... sucky to say, but it just feels like... Activision never made good games to begin with. That's not true. Yeah, they... They, they used to. They should be called Screw a Vision, not Activision. Yeah. Oh my God! Oh no, 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 no! They should be called Screw Your Vision. <laughs> yeah, Screw Your Vision. You have one. You was doing great. We're gonna come in and screw it up. Yeah, you have a vision of what this game's gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> think again. <laughs> oh man, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe next week we aren't gonna talk about how to do right by a community. No, we'll just do right by ours. How about that? Well, that's just the thing. If you, if you, okay, so anyone out there that is indie, AAA, whatever, yeah. As long as you were actually are legitimately concerned about doing right by your community, things are going to be okay. Yeah, it'll work the way out. No. <laughs> you could have the just massively ridiculous thing happen. You could have your CEO caught in the back seat with a with a little boy, you know, in a video. getting getting all freaking, you know. <laughs> I'm bad with it. Um, <laughs> as long as you do right by your community, you keep them in the you know in the forefront of your thoughts. You are concerned about what you know how they feel, how, what they're thinking. You'll get through it. You know, obviously, you need to take proper steps <laughs> and remove that guy, but you will recover. It's when massive events happen and you just plot along like nothing happened. Yeah. Because it speaks very negatively about your morals, how you operate, what you're what you're concerned with, how much value you put in your community. Nothing good happens. Yeah. yeah. You can even release a game that your community thinks sucks if you take the proper steps 
and do the right thing. Take the game down, like we talked about ESO should have done. Take the game down, fix it, make it what your community thought it was going to be, and re-release it, such as Final Fantasy XIV, right? <laughs> Which I would argue 1.0 was better, but whatever, whatever. The mass commun- the mass majority did not like that game when it launched. Uh, so the, what did they do? They did the right... First, they tried to fix it. They tried to fix the game. They added new classes. They added tons of new content, blah, blah, blah. That didn't work. They got a guy to come in, fix it. They shut the game down. They fixed it. They redid the whole game. Um, and it worked. Look, it's top five. I think it's actually top second or third. I think it jumps back and forth between the ESO. Yeah, it's up there. Uh, yeah, it's up there, man. It does great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a square in its cash cow. And awesome communication with the community. They do. Whether I like the game Fair. or not, Yoshi P talking directly to his fans is pure magic. Mm-hmm. Jeez, man. And there's a lot I don't like about that game, but there's a lot of doesn't really good too. Even I have to admit, they've done a lot right. Yeah, they've it's done well a lot ran. good. It's well ran, absolutely. Yeah, because it, in my opinion, Final Fantasy XIV is not so great of a game that is elevated by the way it's run. I agree. Yeah, and it's coming up on its fourth expansion. Yeah, each expansion, every the mass majority has said it's better than the last. It just has continued. Oh, yeah. I mean, a realm reward. What was it? Heaven's Ward was a great one, and yeah. then yeah, and uh, then well, um, there was a um, Shadowbringers. Was I didn't yeah. get to get into it. I was, it was stuck awesome. on the one before it. it. But I, and then, I enjoy that game. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I do enjoy Final Fantasy 14. A lot of people yeah. don't like watching me play it. Uh, like a lot yeah. of other, like a lot of games they. It just is the thing. Like people have their own tastes, man. It's fair. You know, some people yeah. don't like certain games. They don't like the style, the art. They don't like the way the game mechanics work. They don't like the types of dungeons or raids or how that's delivered or any of that. But I mean, you know, I play that game and I'm like, it is absolutely true to a Final Fantasy game, hundred percent. That's a good game. It is. Like, and, you know, yeah. And, you could have you could have no knowledge of what it is, log in and go, this is a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, yeah, you'd know. You'd, you'd know when I, you get in there. Mm-hmm. What I really respect about the game is if you make it to in-game, by that point, you can take your knowledge. You That could be your first MMO. And although it's not my style of MMO, mm-hmm. you could take that knowledge and apply it to any other game. The reason I know that's true is my wife. That That's her only MMO she played in-game ever. And she can, we can go play any game, and she understands the lingo. She knows exactly what her role is. She understands everything. Even though the game she came from really didn't have a lot of these deeper, intricate systems that the other MMOs were playing, it had just enough for her to understand how it works and to know and bring that knowledge on. And that, to me, is a pretty good deal when you're making a a, a, a more linear progression game, but yet mm-hmm. you're able to train somebody yeah. Yeah. didn't even play video games, you know. Oh, yeah, and, and I think another important thing is that they don't try to be anything that they're not. Not. Yeah, fair. They they know what they are. They're not some big world first kind of game. Not they're, trying, they're, not, they're not Definitely massively not competitive. No, not they're not a PvP nah, competitive game. I didn't care for the PvP in that game. You know, they know what they are. They stick with it. Yeah. They know, they see their strength, and that's what they go for. So yeah, I mean, I well, I I I've had someone trying to get me to play that game for months now because Those... I quit. I, I quit. My, it was my third time giving that game a shot. And I quit that he, a month later, got really, really into it. Like, he logs in every day now. Yeah. Freak was Even playing it for a while there. 
even though for the past two months before the previous two months before that, I couldn't get the guy to log in for an hour in a month. Mm, yeah. But um, anyway, even though I won't go back to it, I will still admit to you that there are a lot of things that they do very well and they yep. do right. Yep. My my main character, which in that game, your character can do everything, but I've made a few characters, but my main character is 2,200 and some hours deep. So I actually really got into that game for a long period of time uh, in the uh, for a few years. That was just my jam because the, I loved the rating. I was really into it, you know. Oh, it did get clipped, man. The tinfoil truth did get clipped. Yo, you guys, you know, I just realized we're pushing two hours. We got to wind this thing down, you guys. Holy shit. This is the I think this is the longest show we've actually had, I think officially. Maybe. Wow. We didn't even have Wondering Mist on, you know, he'd be disappointed, yeah. You know? He could have been here. He could have <laughs> helped carry this thing to 2 hours, right? Yeah. Hell, man. I don't know, man. That tinfoil hat theory doesn't necessarily Does that yeah. mean next week we all wear tinfoil hats? Oh my gosh, dude. I wonder we should Oh, what if we <laughs> Dude, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Wait, can we can we do a thing? Can we do a challenge here? Are you guys down for a challenge? Yeah, let's do uh, it. Uh, what kind of challenge? Who can come up with the most creative tinfoil hat for next week and we will mm -hmm. we'll wear them when the show starts? Mm -hmm. okay. I like it. I like it. You like it? I dig it. Let's do it. Tinfoil hat. This is, oh my god, I just feel like I challenged myself pretty hard there because I don't know exactly what I'm gonna <laughs> come up with now. I'm a bonus. I'm about as creative as a sack of potatoes, but I'll, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Yo, and we can let, oh my gosh, hey, and we can let the viewers decide which one's the best. Okay. Okay. Because they'll, they'll vote for me if they know what's good for them. Don't I'll do that, I... dude. Don't go doing that shit. Like, it's not like a threat, <laughs> man. You know what I mean? Doing that shit. It's only a threat in game for legal reasons. <laughs> oh, so you meant in game. <laughs> it's, really it's an in game threat. You better watch out, man. Shadow Knight's coming for you. <laughs> PvP you, bro. It's like one, two, Shadow Knight's coming for you. Well, how's it go? It's like, <laughs> like DMX on. It's like one, two, better lock your doors, three, five, I mean, whatever. Who cares? Another time. I'll, I'll go listen to the rap and then I'll like bring it back for next time, y'all. Okay, man. We're going to wind this one down, get this thing up on the podcast places so people can check it out. But why don't we do the shout outs, gentlemen? We'll let you shout out your domains. We'll start with the Nathan Napalm first. Bring a little light into the realm. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, the Nathan Napalm, uh, and also on Twitter, the Nathan Napalm, uh, and that's it. That's that's where you can find me mainly on YouTube. The Twitter is just to kind of promote it and laugh and share memes. <laughs> right, what, <laughs> share memes. <laughs> and uh, Lexer, man, uh, <clears throat> where can people find you if they want to catch up with you and what you're doing and stuff and things? Yeah. I spend most of my time on the Defend the Night Discord, which you can find a link to it on defendthenightgame.com. I am on Twitter, although my Twitter is the place people go to die mentally <laughs> and emotionally. So just just skip it, please. Skip it. Yeah. And um, hey, man, this might be the end of today's show, y'all. But uh, we're always looking for more to join the party. And um you know, rants of plenty here, man. We're going to definitely catch up with y'all next time. My final sign off is, hey, do us a solid five-star review on iTunes. We still don't have one. You know that? We still don't have one after 33 episodes. Well, you know why? Is it because you're here? No, it's because oh. I would rather have angry sex in an alley in downtown Detroit than to play a paladin. All right. I need y'all to bring a little light to this domain, everybody <laughs> out there. 
hashtag Lexer the Paladin on Twitter this week, Drac. I believe oh, in no, you. Don't you even dare. <laughs> and that's how I know. No, if you love me, come on, baby. Let's go. Hey, you all have a great week, man. Take care of yourselves. Stay safe out there. And uh, Paladins do truly rule the universe. <laughs> See you all later, man. They suck the universe. Thank <laughs> you.